up, yo? Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word, or you can find me at my personal account, Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Yesterday, I mentioned that Aaron Boone believed both Stanton and Judge could possibly be back for opening day, and now both of them will not be around for opening day. We'll talk about that. The Yankees are playing the Red Sox right now, so I'll give you some live updates as that happens and more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that music is not a good thing. It means we have an injury update, and this time the injury update isn't positive. Brian Cashman spoke with reporters this morning and said that both Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are considered unlikely to appear in Yankees opening day. Judge is still undergoing a battery of tests to determine the cause of the discomfort that he's feeling in his right pec. Cashman said that Judge has been responding well to treatment over the last 48 hours, but there has not been a diagnosis. They do not have a set date for him to resume on-field activities. And because the Yankees are scheduled to open March 26th at Baltimore, it's only about three and a half weeks until that happens. He won't be ready for opening day because he'll need to heal, then start to work out, then have a spring training, and that can't be done in three and a half weeks. Stanton, who's recovering from a grade one right calf strain, should be back sometime in April, barring any setbacks. That would be a four to six week timeline since the injury, which happened on February 25th. I mean, the good thing is my injury update is only for those two players. There isn't a new guy injured. And hopefully there won't be a new guy injured anytime soon. So with those two guys on the shelf for March 26th, the opening day outfield could feature Clint Frazier, Mike Tockman, or even Miguel Andujar surrounding Brett Gardner. Andujar is making another start in left field today. It's his fourth Clint Frazier is in right today against the Red Sox. Now, it seems that they revised the timeline for James Paxton to come back. It looks as though he may be returning in May. That's if everything goes well and there aren't any setbacks. And it also looks like Aaron Hicks, I said yesterday, could be back by July or August. But they are shooting for June, possibly. So having him come back would be a big boost. Without Stanton and Judge in the outfield, this gives Clint Frazier a chance to prove that he should be on the team. Of course, his problem isn't offensive. His problem is defensive. And after what happened to him in, was that 2018, where he hit his head 
and had the concussion issues, I can see why he doesn't do well in the outfield because that's got to be a traumatic thing because he really was affected by post-concussion symptoms and that's a hard thing to get over. You know, I remember when Bobby Abreu played, people always joked about him being afraid of the wall. But, you know, Clint Frazier has a legitimate reason to be afraid of bashing himself into a wall. Personally, I would love to see Clint Frazier succeed. I've mentioned many times how much I love his swing and his bat speed and his ability to hit the ball. You know, I feel like his he's being wasted right now. And if the Yankees aren't going to do anything with him, they should just trade him already. But please don't trade him to an AL East counterpart because I can picture, and I said this last season, I can picture Clint Frazier being traded to, say, the Blue Jays. And then whenever the Blue Jays play the Yankees, Clint Frazier becomes what Travis Darnold was against the Yankees last year. Just a pain in the ass. By the way, big thanks to the Atlanta Braves for getting Travis Darnold out of the AL East. I appreciate it. There was that one game last year against the Rays where he just was ugh, so annoying. Then he hit a walk-off. I was in a restaurant and I watched him hit a walk-off. I think it was against Chad Green, if I'm not mistaken. And I yelled an expletive and a guy at the next table kind of gave me a look. I don't know if he was in shock that I said the F word or if he was in shock because I was so into the Yankee game. I am one of those people who yells at the TV when I'm out in public. It's very embarrassing. I did it at a Buffalo Wild Wings um, the night of game three of the 09 World Series, the game that was on Halloween. Yeah, but my brother was with me and he was also yelling at the TV. So it's just what we do. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. I told you I would give you game updates. And right now it's the bottom of the first. There's one out two on, and the Yankees are already up to nothing. Glaber Torres reached on a fielder's choice, and that scored DJ LeMahieu, who led off the game with a hit. Torres reached second base on a throwing error by CJ Chatham. I don't even know who that is. And Gary Sanchez singled and scored Glaber Torres to make it to nothing. So, ooh, exciting. Spring training. Hooray! As I always say, as long as no one gets hurt, I don't really care about the outcome of the game. Oh, okay. So Lemayhew singled. Then there was a wild pitch that advanced him to second. Brett Gardner hit a ground out that advanced Lemayhew to third. Then when Torres reached on the fielder's choice, Lemayhew scored. Okay. I get it. Oh boy. Then there was another wild pitch that allowed Torres to go to third. That's how he scored on Sanchez's ground ball, because the ground ball went to first base. Luke Voigt just hit a single. Gary Sanchez moved to second. Miguel Andujar hit a single. So the bases were loaded. And Mike Tockman hit a sack fly that scored Gary Sanchez. So now it's 3-0. It's good to see everyone involved in the game. Again, just be careful rounding the bases, boys. Obviously, the big news of the day 
was about Stanton and Judge most likely not being around for opening day. But there's other news going on, and I'm going to tell you about it. I think the most important non-Stanton Judge news is the fact that the Trenton Thunder will have a new bat dog. Dash is his name. He's Rookie's cousin, and he was born December 22nd, 2019. He will spend most of the season at the Thunder's training facility, which is Shelley's School for Dogs at the Greenleaf Pet Resort, although he will visit Arm & Hammer Park occasionally throughout the season. But next year, he will join his cousin Rookie as the succession process will begin. So, eventually, Dash will take over for Rookie. I love the whole bat dog thing. I think it's the, so adorable. I have not been to Trenton yet. It's the one minor league stadium that's relatively local that I haven't been to. I've been to Scranton. I've been to Staten Island. So I need to cross Trenton off the list soon. Fun fact, I was supposed to go to Trenton, whew, I think it was 15 years ago, to see Phil Hughes pitch. And I didn't get to go. A bunch of my friends were able to go. I didn't get to go. This is when I was still living in Manhattan. But yeah, I could have seen baby Phil Hughes pitch. And I didn't get to Staten Island until 2011, which is pretty funny because I lived about five minutes from the stadium and passed it every morning and every night on the way into work on the S44 or the S94 bus. That was back in 2002. I made it to Scranton in July of 2014. I saw Michael Pineda pitch a rehab start. I've recommended it before. I'll recommend it again. If you can get your butts out to Scranton, I highly recommend it. It's such a great space to watch baseball. It's pretty, which I know is not something that you expect from a baseball stadium, but it's just a really nice place. In more light news, Lindsay Adler has an article up at The Athletic. Again, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, I highly recommend it. It seems the Yankees have a, quote, fiercely competitive Madden NFL League in their clubhouse. Twelve players are involved. Zach Britton, Clint Frazier, Aaron Hicks, Ben Heller, Michael King, Luke Voigt, Jonathan Holder, Aaron Judge, Tommy Canely, DJ LeMayhew, Mike Tauchman, and Tyler Wade. According to the article, it is very competitive and... Tommy Canely is the commissioner, DJ LeMay, whose team is in the lead, and these guys go nuts doing this sort of thing. I played video games when I was a kid, but I played Atari and Super Nintendo, and I played, you know, Super Mario Brothers and The Legend of Zelda and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really do competitive games like Madden. I mean, it was bad enough that I made Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, and those types of games competitive. I'm a competitive person, and I know to stay away from that sort of thing. That's one reason why I don't do fantasy baseball. I'm way too competitive about everything. I don't like if my position is bad during the draft, and if I see people take a player I want right before me, I go nuts, and then I forget about my team about a month into the season, and then suddenly in September, I'm like, oh, right, I was doing fantasy baseball. And then I check, and one time I did that, completely forgot about my team, and I still didn't finish last. <laughs> Someone else did worse than I did. 
kudos to people who can do fantasy baseball and like really get into fantasy baseball to the point where you fly to other cities to do a live draft with people in person in like a restaurant or something. That's hardcore. I was actually asked by a friend if I wanted to be, I guess, like the auctioneer during a fantasy baseball draft. And I was too afraid that I would screw up in front of a room full of men because he even warned me that there were no women in the fantasy league. The guys who were in it were really intense and really competitive. And I thought, nah, I'll pass. One more thing before I wrap everything up. Can I just say that we're a couple of weeks into spring training games and I still loathe the Nike swoosh on the uniforms. I really, I can't stand it. I will never get used to it. I will always complain about it. It's just gross. No offense to Nike, who makes good shoes, but get your swoosh off my uniforms. One more thing before I go. I lied. I have one more thing. I was just checking Twitter to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I just saw a clip of Michael Conforto trying to rob a home run over the wall, and he lost his glove. It almost reminded me of that scene in Naked Gun when the outfielder goes to catch the ball at the wall and he loses his head. I saw someone joke that Conforto should now play the outfield without a glove because he lost it over the wall. A lot of funny things can happen at the outfield wall. Two all-time favorite clips. Jose Canseco with the ball bouncing off his head and going over the fence. Or Rodney McRae running through the fence. By the way, it's 6-0 Yankees in the bottom of the second. They scored all six runs in the first inning. After the Tuckman sack fly, there was a wild pitch that scored Luke Voigt, and then DJ LeMayhew hit a single that scored Andujar and Gio Urshela, which made it 6-0. As for Tanaka, he has pitched two innings, and he has four strikeouts. He has not given up a hit. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.